Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with Season 2 of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at YouTube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Baseball season's here, so I guess we have to preview it. Consider this the not-so-special preview podcast. I hate previewing seasons. I hate predictions, but we do it because this is what you do when the first game of the season's rolling around. So that's what we're doing. Manager Lou Maloney, pitcher Nick Fryer, joining me to preview the season and basically what we do, can the Red Sox win it or can't they win it? And then you get into get into why they can or can't, some over-unders. It's a good conversation about the team, but let's be honest. Like we don't we have a week from now we're gonna be completely changing all of this. So that's fine. But we have to do it. We have to do this. The not-so-special preview podcast. This is it. And, of course, we're storming on into the season with our good friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Is there anybody better? And the answer is no. Still well over 30 pounds, storming to 40. Going to hit 50 by April 24th. That's the goal. 50 pounds lost by April 24th. So we're honored to have Awaken 180 weight loss as part of the whole deal here. Baseball season's upon us, so hey, let's talk some baseball. All right, it's time for that that moment which we, we anticipate every single year. I hate, I hate special sections in the newspapers. I hate them. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I hate them because... They are a total waste of allocation of resources. I have pitcher Nick, Nick Fryer, Lou Marloni, manager Lou with me. Do you guys like special sections? Do you read them anymore? Eh, no. Not like when you're a kid. No, no, no. Not so much. Not so much. When you break down like the opening day roster. Yeah, you know, and they have a theme. They have a theme. There's not enough time to to read anymore. No, no. And and you guys, I, I think that you guys know how much time it takes to put those things together mm-hmm. it's crazy like how long the, does it take they take well they'll take the beat writers and mm. say you're only doing this for at least a week 
Like, they'll fly Shaughnessy and Alex Spear down, say to Pete Abraham and Nick Cafardo, you're, you're going to do desk special section stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it's to advertising, okay, but to win a prize, win, hey, you know, best special section, it drives me nuts because it's such eyewash. It's such a, a, an old school that way term, of doing it. eyewash. You it's use a great that all term. the time now. All right. I'm beginning to wonder if you actually know what that means. No, nah, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Mutt, Mutt didn't know what imbibe meant the other night. Oh, shocker. Mutt, Mutt didn't know what something meant. Leverage? Imbi- well, you oh. know what leverage meant, but I said, I'm talking about drinking imbibe, but he didn't believe that was a word until he looked at it. Of all the people who should know this, Mutt. <laughs> um, so anyway, so what we do traditionally to mock this special section on weei.com mm-hmm. is the not-so-special section. Um, and in this case, it's going to be in podcast form, the not-so-special preview podcast, again, with pitcher Nick and manager Lou. And I, and I think that instead of in the tradition of or in the spirit of not getting into the weeds with this stuff, let's just start. I mean, there are only what? We, I heard you talk about this on your show today. Four. You think four. Now, one the American team, League. Yeah, four teams mm-hmm. that you think can legitimately win it all. Win yes. it all. Yes. In and the then, American League. And then there might be another four that you might think are probably going to be the other wild And the American League. I will say this. I, I might agree with you, but I might disagree in this respect. I think the Twins might be right there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're probably the leading candidate to be the wild card. Um, everybody loves the Angels. I think their staff is kind of a mess, but we'll see. I don't think Baltimore's going to go away. No, I think Baltimore. Really? Could, really? I think Baltimore could be all right. Eh. I do. No. See Gossman's second half, and Dylan Bundy could step up with Cobb. They still got some offense. I mean, yeah. I just I, I don't know. They're always seem to be there. But I'm just saying, this it's four teams. Of and there's, recent, then there's four or five teams that might get that last wild card, and that's it. So, you, but you, but I don't put the Twins. I don't want to start this I don't out put with, the, with breaking four. down the Twins. I put the Twins. No. I'm not ready to put them. Do you like to put, put them in the category where they're in contention to win it all, or, or I'm no? I mean, they're, I, I think they could to potentially. Win the wild are they in the same they, class as the Yankees, Red Sox, no, no, Cleveland, no. and Houston? Indians? No. Indians? Yes. But Indians? Yes. As the Indians, better, Rob? better, better lineup, potentially a better. Oh no, it's just as good a bullpen. If you have Addison Reed setting up uh, Fernando Rodney. Right, Addison Reed to me was like, oh my god, the Minnesota Twins get a closer to be their I, setup I guy. Their lineup, the Reed hype, I don't and maybe know, I it's just because I've seen them play thirty times. But as I saw them play, I'm like, oh, this is a good lineup. Anyway, I don't want to start but with it's, who it's the same level as the Indians, though. Jeez. All right, so this uh, I want to loop back. So this we want to preview. So it's a great way to do this, and I'm saying it's a great way to do it because it's the way that I wanted to do it. Which is, let's just say the, the Red Sox. Where did the Red Sox fall in all of this? They're in the mix. They've done enough to win the American League. That's not League. good enough. What do you mean? Don't I think the they're the, the candidate to win. No, the but they were one of the four teams that can win the give American the, League. I don't know how you, without the... JD Martinez, you were not in the mix. You were. It was without JD Martinez. There were three teams in the American League. Then there were you, and then there were, as you said, the Twins and everybody else. In my mind, okay. But now that you signed JD. This is the thing. It's like you want more than that. Anything more than that is bullshit because they're in the mix. Are they gonna Are they gonna win the whole thing? That's just anybody can just flip a coin right, and say so, yes or no. So they're one of four teams that can win. Okay, because we this is the time of year where we do such things. Rank the four teams that you're talking about. See, that's that's what I mean. I, mean, I know, I know. It's like I know, Lou. That it's Houston's not number one. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, New York is two. Boston's three. Cleveland's four. Okay, Nick. I can't. I don't. That's not a good answer. I don't know that I can disagree with that. I think that what, what's not a good answer. I, mean, I agree Cleveland, with Lou. What do you want me to do? Cleveland might be no, three. Boston might be four. Here's the thing. I'm about, not getting defensive. Here's the, the one thing about Boston, and I understand <laughs> that, but because I, I, I think that 
The Red Sox are getting more credit outside of this city than they are inside. Oh no, no, no! I totally disagree with that. Okay, well, I, well, I think teams, I think people outside sit there and say they got Sale, they got Price, they got Kimbrel on the back end. You got Porcello, you got Pomerantz. They look at this lineup and they're like, man, this guy should be there. But what you can't. The reason why they should be fourth, probably, when you put in that list, is that all these other teams have actually accomplished something. They've won playoff games. They've won series. And this group hasn't. That's fair. See, but th- this last year, if they had the one-game playoff in the wild card, I, I think we all felt that they would lose that game if it came to it. Even with Sale, after you know, how he deteriorated mm-hmm. starting in August. Now, though, I feel... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the way they're carrying themselves. Maybe it's because of Cora. I don't know. But something How about them. How do you feel now, they're going to win that one game wild card? I didn't play the freaking game yet. Nick. Because I, I, I'm well aware of that. What do you, you know about this team? They don't know anything about this team. What I know about this team is they're changing their approach and how they handle their pitchers, which is, makes a big difference in sales case for sure because we saw him break down. If more you can analytics. Maintain, what? More analytics. <laughs> what? More, more, I don't more. care about the, the other three teams have won in the postseason. Yes, I understand that. Young that. Yankees group, that Which, wild card and a series. Well, this the series. you Sox say they're in the mix. I say they're, they're the, the wild card team. I mean, could they win the division? Absolutely, but I think they're going to be yeah. that first wild card well, team. This, this speaks to like, you asked. You asked Nick Lewis, like, how do you know? I mean, this is. I think this is one thing that I think people are sleeping on with the Red Sox. We talk about the managing changes, the analytics changes, the JD Martin. We don't know if any of this is going to translate. We don't know the the one. One of the things that drove me nuts in the first few days of spring training, you were down there, the fun thing. Like, I don't give a shit if they're having fun. Right. I don't care. Well, like, let me ask you, because I want to go back to that, because you said that you really do think that what, people in Boston yeah, think so, more highly of this team than people, because I think well, people in Boston don't believe in this team. I've heard it before. They're not going to do it. It's almost like there's a certain, it's just the pink hats, right? The Red Sox fans will watch. But there's a group of people that are like, uh, they won't show me nothing until they win a series in October. So these people are going to just but sit around just... all summer long and, and not watch a single game. And if they win a series in October, they're all of a sudden going to go, oh, maybe I'll pay attention to the ALCS. Maybe, but is that just the Twitter trolls that you're talking about? Yes. That doesn't care. But we're, you know, not we, just them, though. I think there's others involved, too. Yeah, there are certainly others involved. And I mean, with David Price, with how he's done over the past couple of years, I can understand that portion of it. People aren't sold on Mar- Martinez. I get it. After what happened with Sale at the end of the year, I get that too, and then and then you look at everybody else. Bogarts has not. They don't, they don't trust him. They don't believe in him. And I, and I get that, and I understand that. And they, should they necessarily? No, I do. And I, you know, again, it comes down to how they're preparing for this season. I think that makes a big difference. You can't tell me you know altering your preparation can't affect your performance, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Sale, who's kind of trying to slow things down a little bit. You have Bogarts, who's finally addressing the fact that he's a shitty fielder. You have, uh, let's see. Uh, I think what you have is you have a very good team that is very talented, that won the American League, that, and where it's unique is that f- I would say probably 90% of the roster has something to prove. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, that that's a great thing. It's very unique because n- very, very often, I mean, I, mean I, I shouldn't say often, but like, it's unlikely that a team that wins a division comes back the next year with a chip in their shoulder. Like they got something to prove because they all individually fell below expectations, mm-hmm. which is what this team did, except for Sale, Kimbrell, Palmerans, Benintendi, Don't Vasquez. Like every, everybody sure. else sat there and said, man, you know, whether it's Pedroia proven it can be healthy, whether it's Bogarts, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts. I mean, they got a lot of big – Rick Porcello, David Price. They got a lot of big-name players who have a lot to prove, which is strange given that they won the, uh, won the American League last year. And I think Sale you could kind of throw into that group to some extent because – Yeah, because he failed. Because he failed at the, at the end, end of the year. And he, yeah. you know that he's as competitive as anybody else out there, so he kind of feels like he has something to prove. Yeah. 
Which is why I agree with you to the extent that they're in the mix. But if I had to pick who's going to win the AL East, either the Red Sox or the Yankees, I'm picking the Yankees right now. But I think it's closer than people say, though. That's fair. I agree with because that. I think the Yankees have a very, there's a very good chance that the 2018 Yankees could look like the 2017 Red Sox in that all these guys had career years last year, they don't back it up. To well, me, you come back to that question of like why I think people outside Boston, uh, you, you think that they, they're giving the Red Sox more credit than inside Boston. I'm juxtaposing against the Yankees. And I was on a like, Chicago station, and they said, who do you think is going to win the American League East? And I said that that day, I go back and forth. I think the Red Sox. I think they are. And they're like, what? Really? I said, what would be the percentage, you think, these people in Chicago, of the country who thought that? They're like 80-20 Yankees. And I think it's in large part because they see these two seven foot five guys yeah. in the middle of their order, and they like that image coming off a year that they were really, really good. And, and, but for me, the Yankees, there's a very real avenue for the Yankees to fall behind the Red Sox, and yet Red Sox being better than the Yankees is the rotation. It yeah, just is. But, you know, Tanaka's a guy who I look at who has looked like shit over the past, you know, over the years, not lived up to that hype, but he pitched a lot better than I expected he was going to last year. Could he do that again? Possibly. Obviously, Severino, I think, is for real. Is Sabathia going to be the same guy that he was Seems last he's year? He's not going to have a sub four ERA again. But he, does he it's, need to have a sub four? Severino though? and Gray, you know, and the kid Montgomery, you it's know, a big, little lefty mm-hmm. and. Tanaka is kind of big, but their bullpen is the big advantage mm-hmm. to me, and but, just playoff experience and winning in the postseason. Yeah, big and, and so you look at so that's fair. So you have this say the the Red Sox potential upside. I think is for the starting rotation is bigger than the Yankees. We can agree with that without a doubt. Sale Price, even Palmer in seventeen wins and three twenty ERA, and, and then you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, Porcello, mm-hmm. um, you know potentially Stephen Wright. Who you know who knows. But the, the bullpen to me is maybe the swing thing here because immediately, yes. immediately that's what the national people say. They like, look at how can you compare the bullpen? You can't. Well, R- well Robertson, Bentances, and Chapman. Mm-hmm. Names, proven track record. To go to your point, track record. The Red Sox at least have the potential to match up because I think Chapman's going, <laughs> he's starting his career path. And Batances had issues last year, Batances too, with had intru- Kimbrough's the only guy you can mention compared to any one of those guys. Right mm-hmm. now, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yep. if, you, if you wanted to take, and I hate doing this because projection, the Red Sox have screwed this up many times, saying we're projecting the five starters to be good. If you're projecting Carson Smith, you can. You can do this. Carson Smith from his Seattle days, if he's like that, He's right there. Yeah, but they got a couple other guys you can do that with, too. Who's the kid they got from Chicago as well? Cantley? Cantley? Oh, uh, uh, Can- okay, so you, Cantley. Yeah, okay, Cantley. So you can, can, oh, yeah, so you can project him sure. to be the, the closer. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep projecting, uh, I'll, the take, other guys I'll take your Cantley and match him with a Joe Kelly. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like, they have a they have <laughs> couple other going, guys Lou. other than those four that you could project. Like, I don't know. Carson Smith, could he be great? Sure. Joe Kelly? Sure. Matt Give Burns, me another one. Sure. I'll throw a Tyler Thornburg at well, you. Tyler Thornburg? You guys heard. Who knows? So... It's all Matt about Barnes projections. and the 30 seconds between pitches, I'll give you that you one. You feel as good for the Red Sox bullpen as you do the Yankees? No, no. No, and that's no, but get, ask me this. That's why they Much say like that. many of the things you mentioned, ask me this in a month. But one thing about Because they had a good bullpen last year. I mean, they you don't win that many extra innings. See, I don't games. think a month is really going to change I know, my ask mind. me in two Because months. last year they did have a good bullpen. For four months they had the best bullpen in baseball, and I kept saying it wasn't good enough. They needed to go find a guy that's not going to crap themselves in the eighth, and I kept being told that their bullpen is great. 
And what they do, they wouldn't get cut Addison Reed, and they wouldn't let anybody else touch the eighth because they they knew that their bullpen was smoking well, mirrors. And they the, problem, the, pr- so the problem is, the, is and the problem with that, well, is because well said. Uh, when <laughs> well said. <laughs> the problem is is that when you hit, you know, with Kelly, with Barnes, these guys, they can be great for two months. And then all of a sudden, they're bad for a month and you need somebody else. And then all of a sudden, they pop back up in September. This is a problem. I just feel like even when they were dominant, you just sat there and said, what are they dominant with? Well, the other thing. What are they blowing your way with? It's because John Farrell did such a good job with the bullpen. That's kind of what I was going to say is half the battle with a bullpen being successful, too, is having a manager who handles it accordingly. You know, Lou, that pitchers, especially bullpen pitchers, are a totally different animal than any other athlete. They're strange dudes, I mean, for lack of a better term. They don't know what their role is, some of these guys. I mean, look at Kimbrell. He doesn't want to throw outside of the ninth mm-hmm. inning. As much as he can, he can say it to us as much as he wants. It's pretty clear that he doesn't. So when you have a manager who's kind of, you know, this guy's role is this today and then it's going to change tomorrow, two weeks look, could look completely different. Yeah, we don't know these how that's going to no work. Chance. I mean, it's... That whole thing, and I know... What I'm what, saying is if Cora handles it differently than Farrell, that could play a piece yeah, in it, too. Yeah, but see, uh, that's... Like the the on paper, this is isn't as bad as bullpen by committee two thousand three. Where were you, San Diego? The, yeah, I came back later on. Right, the year. so you weren't there for the whole like beginning of the bullpen. Fox. You weren't born yet, Nick. And so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fox Embry um, opening day, right? Gave it up. Howry. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Carl Crawford, Terry Shumpert. But the whole idea was like what we're talking about now: bring the best guy in the most important time. Time. The problem is there wasn't a best guy. And the other problem was, and I think this has changed a little bit from even when you played, Lou, guys wanted to know when they were going to pitch, to your point. Yes, thank you. Guys wanted to know when they are going to pitch. I don't know if, if, if it's, they're that obsessed over it as much as they used to be, but that does factor in. And now, so when we're talking about Cora and this Kimbrel thing, you better – find the guy who is okay to pitch in the ninth inning. Because it's not just that you're good. And you know this, Lou. I mean, the ninth inning's different. Well, it's toughest three out. H- hitters, hitters, hitters have different approaches. Yep. Nick, Absolutely. you know this too. I'm going to give you credit. No, it's okay. You, yeah, it's you've played the great true. game before. Yes, I did. And uh, what, the thing is, Rob, too, I think now we talk about how the team's different and how you have to have a different manager for this team. The players now definitely care more about when it is that they're going to throw, knowing their role, because it's just a different generation of players. I mean, they're not... I thought raised... that was always important, though. But, no, but okay, you, that, there you that's, go. That's Putting just a role player, but that's... knowing when you're going to come in. And, like, for the most part, like, you don't need a bullpen coach, because the guys know, hey, if we're down two or three, I'm in the game. We're down by six, I'm probably got to get up, because I'm coming in in the third. I'm the long guy. I'm the guy, unfortunately... Until something changes around here, I'm the guy that comes in when we're losing. Then, then I'm the guy that comes in when we're up a one. A how Farrell so, managed those guys in that role, I mean, that makes a big difference to my point earlier. So if Cora can handle it where these guys know their role all the time, it doesn't change week by freaking week. When you're week. doing that with Kimbrell, when, when you're doing what they're talking about with Kimbrell, that's not going to be possible. That's just not. And, and the most, most important guy in that equation, it's not saying, hey, Carson Smith, you know that you're going to have the ninth if Kimbrell pitches in the seventh or eighth. It's Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell is saying all the right things now, saves our pretty stat, all of that. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that contract year saves equal Hall of Fame down yeah. the road. Ninth inning mentality. Oh, I still think that's going to be a difficult 
conversation because last year when he when he when he came in to clean the eighth, it was fine as long as you gave me the ninth and I got the save. You know, mm-hmm. now we're talking about you pitching a clean eighth, right. Coming out of the game yeah. and giving the ninth to Thornburg or or Barnes or Kelly or, or right. Smith, you don't get a save. You you like H's. You like holds? Because you're going to get a couple holds. <laughs> That'll get you year. in the Hall of Fame. And I don't, I don't know how that's going to go yeah, over. You know who crapped on that in a broadcast we were on? Tony La Russa. What about it? He crapped on that idea. Of pitching him in the eighth? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who invented, basically, invented the ninth inning, the one inning, ninth inning. And so I, it didn't surprise me. It surprised me he worked for the organization that is going to do this. And he's well, saying, he believes in how, how important that ninth inning yeah, is, I'm guessing. right. Right. But, I mean, we've said this before. I think we agree. I mean, I don't know if they posed this one on him. It was just like, all right, well, Tony, you're in Yankee Stadium. You're up a run, and it's Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez. You know, do you want an eighth inning guy, or do do you want your closer to throw that eighth inning with those three guys coming up and then giving the next inning? Like, you could save freaking Kimbrell for the ninth, but guess what? That shit's over with Mm. because someone just hit a two-run bomb off Joe Kelly. Why the hell are we saving Kimbrell? Well, that's the whole thing, right? You better make sure that you have a guy that can do it. And right now, you can say that Carson Smith can. You don't know. Well, it's it's one of the things that I felt like that that they this is where the game is. It's like that double closer, right? And this is what all these teams are doing now. Right. You have like these two closers. That's why I unfortunately the you had a guy that didn't know how to use either one of them, mm-hmm. right? And John Farrell, you know, when you had a guy I like Ziegler awesome. closing in Arizona, you had a guy like Addison Reed closing in the past as well, and he still used them as situational guys. Right. But still, yeah. it's so this year. Do they have a second closer? Because you better, if you're going to bring in Kimbrell, you better have someone who has the stones to pitch tonight. And you could say that pitching tonight is just three outs, but I've seen a lot of guys who are great in the eighth get the ball in the ninth because someone's hurt and they crap all over themselves. They can't handle it. Well, and the other part of the equation, too, if we're talking about the bullpen, like, okay, you're, you might not carry a lefty. You're not prioritizing carrying a lefty. Where if you did carry a lefty, a guy that you knew could get lefties out, you have that one lefty in the ninth inning. If you do that with Kimbrel, you have that one lefty. That's when you bring him on, bring him in. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't necessarily agree with that whole mentality. With this group that they have of not needing a lefty. And you, I think you do. Well, I'm sure he's got a ready in mind. But who, very effective um, go look at the numbers. Like Carson mm-hmm. Smith, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Everybody else other than Kimbrel, no. I mean, Joe Kelly, eh. Yeah. Matt Barnes, No. Henry, definitely not. Do you buy that he's like, that he really means that, that he's not going to use a lefty necessarily? Do you, I mean, or well, we'll just know by the time. That, well, no, listen, I understand. We'll know by that time. But well, as you're listening to this, we know the answer to this. <laughs> but but here's the thing: is that this is going to come yeah, up? But the problem with that too is, let's just say, at this point, there's no kind of stud lefty, right? Right. We agree with that. Like these guys, no, okay. these guys have had their chances. Other than Bobby Pointer, right? These guys have had Rowanis Elliott. I saw come out. Robbie Scott. Yeah, right. but I saw Ronis Elias the first day he, he said, I'm going to drop down against lefties. Literally throw sidearm against lefties and throw overhand against righties, which I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's, he's throwing sidearm 94 with a wipeout curveball? This is going to work. But you know what the problem was? Inconsistent. Oh, yeah. Well, try changing arm slots no, in the middle, the middle no. of an inning. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So, so now stupid. you go with that theory of, you know, I'd like to have a lefty for the ninth to face that guy. None of these guys we're talking about, you have enough confidence to be like, I'm going to give you the ninth, even for a hitter. Because you might as well just throw it up a, a block. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so these guys, you, uh, Elias, going to bring him out in the ninth inning to face no. a leadoff lefty? No, no, no. You might as well give him no. a leadoff walk and then bring your closer yeah. in. So what good is that? No, no. You don't have confidence in those guys. It's not like you're getting a veteran left-handed reliever that is just money. That you're like, I feel good about this guy. We don't is, have one. What is the thing? What is the thing that concerns you the most about this team? Uh, the, getting the ball to Kimbrel. 
Really? Yes. Yeah, see, that uh, wouldn't be my first one. Well, how about you, Nick? I would probably say Price and Porcello. I don't know what they're going to look like this year. And you need those two if you're going to be successful. That's a big you're one. You're going to have a chance. Those are big. Mm-hmm. Mine is infield defense. Yours? Yeah, infield defense because you have Devers who— With the start, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and well, this is, this is the question that—and I, I think that what Cora does is he's trying—whether it's Hanley's going to hit third, Rafael Devers is going to be fine at third— you know, things like that. I think he's trying to build these guys up. And I understand that. That's fine. But if we look at it right now, you have Devers, who's still really inconsistent at third. You have Nunez, who is a very valuable player, but a statue at second. Yeah, no range. Well, and he has less range now. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about going into the game, and Bogarts, like you said, Bogarts, Nick, Bogarts has gotten and worked at some things yes. and maybe might be a little bit better, but he's not going to be perceived as a guy who's, who's mm-hmm. an unbelievable range. Potentially, you have Hanley Ramirez at first. So you look at that infield defense, how can you not have defensive replacements? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's – um, I would agree. Infield defense, yeah, there's not much there. Yeah. And we'll see how that so develops. I've turned you around. No, I still think it's bullpen. Yeah, and I, I would say that's number two to my issue with, with Price and Porcello. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is is, is Bat Barnes going to take the step? Is he going to pitch like he did it at home last year yeah, on it's, the it's road as well? Is, when is, Thornburg gets back, how does he look? Does how Joe does Kelly look? Does he, does, he, does, his, does the eye test match the numbers mm-hmm. like with Joe Kelly? Like, you know, look, you see, look at his numbers. You're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. If you take the strikeouts, I'm talking about ERA, yeah. runs given up, hits and everything else, batting average against – but there's still, like, do you feel as confident? Like, I want him to take that mound. I want him to, you know, secondary pitch for strikes, blow fastballs by guys. I want him to be that dominant reliever. So until you see that, and Carson Smith, I think the power's down a little bit, isn't it? It used to be more like 94. Now he's a little bit low yeah, 90s. He's been, no, he's been, he's been right at 90. Lately? Okay, well, already yeah, yeah. he was down a little bit. But still, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's down, still getting it's work, the ball. Workman is, yeah. he's, he's not. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a non-factor in my well, eyes. It's just a matter of when you can get Thornburg back and how he's going to look, what does yeah, Smith look like at the start? One. Because if you have those two guys who can man the eighth, who can also man the ninth, Lou, if they have that Sanchez, Thornburg, Stanton. Smith, and Kelly. I, but Kel- Kelly's your, is he your eighth inning guy, double closer type no, situation? I think you get sixth or seventh guy, build yes. confidence, and eventually maybe be that eighth But that's, guy. To- well, okay, so you think he could eventually become that? I, I, don't, so. I don't see By the way, you know who the left team. This left team in the bullpen is going to be is Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Yeah. When Erod comes back. Yeah, that's not even a question. But... Do you see? You give him the ninth. Sure, because he's a lefty. I feel good about him. No, you don't. <laughs> if he pitched well against the. I United like him, but no. spring training. Not the ninth out of the pen. All I'm saying about the bullpen is that I don't see having that third guy in Kelly or anybody else for that matter as being that replacement closer. I just don't think that Kelly has that kind of persona or approach or whatever. Ball four. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's look sixth or seventh inning. All about Kelly. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but I think Thornburg has a little bit of history dealing with the eighth inning, dealing with the ninth inning, handling whoever's up at bat. doesn't matter if it's the best guys yep. in the lineup or not. Same thing with Carson Smith. Different types of pitchers, obviously, with their style and their arm angle. You know what? As long as one of them works out one second. One it, no. Go ahead, Rob. No, I have to interrupt you. I Go ahead. It. Yeah, if you interrupt me, that's fine. One, has, no one has one more rib than the other. Um <laughs> That's what you interrupted me for? Yes, yes. I have to get to the over-unders. We have to go. We have to be track. Okay. okay, fine. All right. Our good friends at Bovada. Yeah. You know Bovada. Yep. Lou. No you, know, you know them really no well. No uh, They came out with the over-unders, yep. and we love them for it. I'm going to give you the Red Sox ones. Okay. You tell me over-under, each of you. Andrew Benintendi, 285 batting average. Lou? Uh, over. Okay, over. Nick? Over. 
Okay. Uh, I am going to go under. He what two seven? He went under last. Two seventy, yeah. Andrew Benintendi, ooh, stolen bases, twenty point five. He stole twenty last year, didn't he? Yep, under. Yeah, and I'll go over. I'll go over. He's gonna be a monster, too, even though he's big. Yeah, exactly. He's a monster. So he's not gonna steal as much. Home <laughs> runs. <laughs> home runs. Nineteen point five. Benintendi. Yeah. Over. 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 I'll go. Yeah. Two ninety. Twenty three. Twenty two. Twenty two RBS. Uh, I mean, stolen bases. And he yeah, got it all mapped out yep, already. I do. Huh? I already know. And, you know, we're not you know, the one. <laughs> the one the I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll get. I'll do one Yankees. But first, we'll stay with the Red Sox. Mookie Betts batting average two ninety. Uh, it sounds about right. Can I go push? Yeah. You can go push. No. That's, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> two push. pushes. Yeah. I'll go over on that. No, one. I'm going to go under on that. It's going to be high 280s, but he's going to hit 30 plus. Okay. Home runs, 24.5. Way over. over. Easy. Over. Oh, nice. In the book right now. Yep. Oh, I, I'm going to give you a better one in a little bit. Uh, Mookie Betts stolen bases, 25.5. I don't know how many he had last year. I'm going under. He had about that. Yeah, you know that. what? But again, we talk. Do you think? Do you guys think that the potential for four 2020 guys? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing that it's never been done. I know. That's crazy to me. Yeah, no, they I, I didn't that. know that at the time when we found out. I think the, the Jackie, though, 20 bags, really, from Jackie? Is that what you're counting on? Uh, yeah. Uh, because he yeah. stole, well, like, seven, eight. No, because, eight. like, according to him, yeah, according whatever. to him, whatever. he whatever. wasn't allowed to He's steal. He's not a burner. Uh, He's a situational guy. J.D. Yeah. Martinez, they only have home runs. Yep. 39.5. Under. Under. I'll have to go under two. I think he's. Gonna I don't get think he's going to do that. I think he's going to get hurt. Going to get hurt. What do you mean going to get hurt? Thirty-five. How do you predict he's going to get hurt? Because I have to predict something. So the, Hot takes the last one. The last one. This is the ultimate. You talk about Lou. Go find Jimmy Shapiro over. At I think twenty-four and a half for Mookie home runs is the easiest one over. He's going to hit over twenty-four. Well, and a half. you, you a tell doubt. me after I 34. tell you this one. What? Aaron Judge. Yep. Thirty-nine point five and a half home runs. Hmm. So obviously you're saying put money on over. He's, he's going to hit no, 40. No, I'm going under. On Judge? Yeah. I mean, I no, th- I say over. He I'm battled go- through that slump last year, Rob. He's, he's the real deal. He's fine. Uh, Stay we'll away see. from the home run we'll derby see. this year and he'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. You don't need to see. You know it's going to happen. I think 24 and a half home runs for Mookie's the easiest bet. The easiest All right. Me. Okay. You think the Judge one's an easier bet? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I really think that he's not going to do what he did last year. Okay. Anyway. But, but over 39 is still doing not what he did last year. If he only hits 42. Right. He's going to hit 35, and we're going to call the day, and I'm going to look like a genius. Yeah. Um, only if he gets hurt. All right. <laughs> misses a month. <laughs> there you go. World got a couple last, of injury predictions misses here. two months, you might get 39. <laughs> last thing, World Series and winner of the World Series. Oh, Lou first. God. Do it. Do it. World Series. Let's go Houston and Cubs. Cubs beat them. Ooh, Cubs. I like that pitching. Do you? You Darvish? John Lester? I like Chatwood. Chatwood? I like him a lot. Yeah, I like Darvish, actually, in the National League. Mm-hmm. You like that little pause move. That's what you really like, where he just I stalls. like it. I like it all. I like but you it. gave me that. That's like that's subject to change, because I'm probably going to, once I really think about it. <laughs> By the that's time like, this comes out, it'll Yeah, I'm not, it's not going to be either one of them. By the time I do something, we have, to, we have to punctuate this somehow. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't know who I'm picking in the National League, but uh-huh. I would say just the winners pitch. coming out of the AL, it's going to be the Twins. No, seriously, it's going to be the Indians. That's my team. I love that pitching staff. I love Kluber. Dude just does everything right, and he knows how to change his approach a little bit in the postseason where he's the same guy throughout the regular season, makes a little alteration when he uses breaking ball, when he uses that backdoor two-seamer. I like the Indians. All right, Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins for me. It'll be the, le- the lowest the lowest rated World Series in the history of TV. Then, pe- then baseball will be done. Yes. We will, yes. but I'm going to do my best to bring it back. Who God. wins? Oh, who wins? Uh, the Brewers. Okay. Travis Shaw is celebrating oh, on, on, Jesus. A, on, a, uh, on in front of the Fonzie statue. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. You got it. You bet.
Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Now you can enjoy MLB Play, the one app with all your favorite free MLB games. Enjoy Beat the Streak, Quick Pick, and more. Enjoy competing against friends. Enjoy unlocking exclusive rewards. Plus, your chance to win $5.6 million. Download MLB Play. Enjoy the app. Enjoy the show. MLB Play. No purchase necessary. Must be 21 or older to enter Beat the Streak, which ends at the conclusion of the MLB regular season or when the grand prize is won. Restrictions apply. See MLB.com forward slash play for official rules. An office party resulting in a half-million-dollar lawsuit. Human remains on display in a hotel ballroom. Just two examples of the stories we'll be digging into on our new podcast, Something Offbeat. I'm your host, Mike Rogers. I've always got an eye out for stories that leave me wanting to know more, and I think you will too. So join me for Something Offbeat on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get your podcasts.